Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. I, I also noticed I have all these chemicals up here and you've got all these flames over here. That wasn't really good planning on our part, was it? So, so what, what happened was Barbara emailed me a few weeks ago and said, you know, we're going to do a science thing. Can you help with some experiments? And I said, yeah, sure, that's fine. And then it, then it turned out, she said, well, we also want you to, like, do, be more involved in the, the program. And, and, you know, this is kind of how I became board president. <laughs> they said, you know, we'd like you to be on the board. And, oh, and by the way, so I'm, I'm seeing, starting to find out how the church works. Um, don't, if you're new here, don't let that scare you away. <laughs> so I, I actually wanted to talk about how I got into science and, and what I really like about science. And, and so as I said, my dad was a scientist. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I was, would go to work with him. And, and so he's in animal physiology, and so his, his first office was actually in the basement of, of the building called the Stock Pavilion. And now stock, the Stock Pavilion was basically an arena with sawdust where they would bring and they would show animals and, and, and people would ride horses around in the, in the, and, and actually when I was a kid we, uh, he was working with some horses and we would go and ride the horses, his horses around in the stock pavilion and try and give him some exercise. Um, and so Sam always, when Sam would come into my lab when he was young, he would say, I don't wanna go in there, it smells. Sam, you have no idea how bad things smell. <laughs> But I remember some of, some of my memories are of my dad laying out in the sun with a thesis, reading the thesis, falling asleep, um, and and that's kind of how I pictured being a professor. <laughs> and uh, oh, and and I they also had they would also have parties where they'd bring over graduate students, and so they, they had he had graduate students come over from, I mean, he had graduate students from all over the world, so we got exposed to people from all over the world at a very young age. Uh, I remember one, one party they had, um, I got up the next morning, and our, in the front of the house, right next to the door, we had uh, a floor-to-ceiling uh, window about, well, about two feet wide, and I, I looked at it, and, and there was just cardboard over the window. I said, Mom, what happened? And he said, well... You know, uh, you know your dad's grad student, Bohr? They called him Bohr. He's a big guy, real big guy. I said, yeah. Well, he walked through the window. <laughs> and apparently he had gotten drunk, walked through the window, not a cut on him, <laughs> fortunately. But took out the window. Um, and then, so then in, in high school, so I was always interested in, in science. Um, high, I was interested in biology, in science I had a really good high school teacher in biology, Mr. Belovsky. Uh, Mr. Belovsky, would, he was a science teacher in the, the school year, and then in the summer he'd go out and he'd be a garbage man. And he said he got more money from the three months of being garbage man than from the nine months of being a science teacher. I'm not sure what that says about our society. but um, Anyway, he, he, he really, I really um, was even more motivated to go into something that had to do with biology when I got to college, but I didn't want to do just biology because I thought, you know, biology is too easy and it's not, I want something more than that. I want something more challenging. And I thought, okay, well, if I could do biochemistry or I could do biophysics. 
and which, which do I choose, biochemistry or biophysics? At the time, I didn't know much about either one, right? I knew physics, I knew chemistry, I knew biology. And I thought, well, I, I grew up next to, so we, when I was um, very young, like four to six, our next door neighbors, we grew up in this duplex. And the person, the family that lived right next door to us was Gobind Karanis and his family. And so he was a biochemist. And he, Gowen, what Gowen did was, um, everybody knows what DNA is, right? Everybody knows that Watson and Crick discovered DNA, right? And DNA is, it gets translated into messenger RNA, all right? And then you take three, for every three nucleotides in that messenger RNA, that gets translated into one amino acid, which goes on to make the proteins, okay? And so what Gohan Karana did was he actually was one of the people that helped discover which codons got translated to which amino acids. And so he won, he won the Nobel Prize for that, or shed the Nobel Prize in 1968 for that. We, I grew up physically shared a wall with him. And so I got to college and I said, oh, you know, Gohan's, Gohan's a biochemist, I should be a biochemist. Oh, and I should tell you a story about, my dad tells about Gohan actually. He, he says, you know, he, he, he um, saw Gohan in the hall and, and, Gohan's, and Gohan's looking worried. He's not looking so great. And he says, Gohan, what's wrong? He says, oh, Watson's going to come next week. And he's going to take all our sequence and he's, he's going to tell everybody what we're doing. He's just really pulling his hair out. My dad sees him the next week. He's all happy. He says, Gohan, what happened? Oh, Watson was just here. He told us what everybody's doing. This is great. Now we can get so much farther with our work. <laughs> so anyway, he, he, that sort of inspired me to, to go into biochemistry. And, and then when I, you know, when I started taking it, I actually found that I actually really liked it. And uh, so it, it does, has anybody been to a Grateful Dead concert? Who's been to a Grateful Dead concert here? Nobody? Nobody's been to a Grateful Dead kind. Nobody likes the Grateful Dead? You like the Grateful Dead? Yeah. So you sat in a room with the Jerry Garcia. So, so that's impressive. And, and then she became a musician, see? So, so they, they had a, when I was in college, they had a song out called U.S. Blues, and I kind of liked it. So I went there. I went to the concert with my brother and my brother's roommate. And... Um, I found it really boring, to be honest. And, and I think I wasn't the only one because I looked over and my brother's roommate was kind of lighting up something and smoking it, and so I think he was bored too. And, and so I think people just dealt with it in their own way. The way I dealt with it was I, I had a biochemistry test coming up, and I had flashcards with all the amino acids on, so I went out in the hall and I learned my amino acids during the, during the Grateful Dead concert. I'm not sure what you did when you talked to Jerry, but <laughs> but I did do I did well on the test. <laughs> so then I, I went from then I went the, from Madison I went to graduate school in San Diego, and I really loved graduate school. I, I mean, beaches, right, sunset, freeway on ramps that make you feel like you're going forever. Oh, and I really loved working in the lab. Right. And that, actually, that's one thing I discovered in Madison was I really liked being in the lab. Even when I was washing dishes for an entomologist, I li just liked the lab environment. And that's, that's where I wanted to be. 
And so I went to San Diego and I joined Susan Taylor's lab. And so she was working on protein kinases. And, and really, it, it, in a lot of ways, I consider California more of a home than Madison because in that lab, and I think it happens in a lot of, a lot of to a lot of people when they go to graduate school, is, is that lab really became a surrogate family. And so the people that were in the lab, I still consider as my brothers and sisters. And in some cases, we had, we had a surrogate mom, an older postdoc. Um, and, and people worked hard, and people did other things fairly hard. So, so um, I have one, one story about Susan. Well, I have a lot of stories about the lab, but I'll tell you one. And, and so Susan was going off to a meeting, and she needed some slides. And so she had, a, had asked our research associate Barry to take the slides over and then, then go pick them up. And actually, I guess she had dropped them off at scripts and then Barry was supposed to go pick them up. So Barry said to me, hey, Eric, you want to come pick up the slides with me? I said, sure. So we went over one order of scripts. The guy searched around, found the slides, gave them to us. We came back. Susan came back. She looked at the slides, and this was about 5, five o'clock. So she looked at the slides and said, came out, storming out of her office, said, Barry, these aren't the right slides. I told you. The, the red slides with the red cover, not these slides. We're like, what? So, okay, so we went back over. Scripts is closed. I'm looking at a window trying to break in. Right? It couldn't, we couldn't get in. We came back. We came back, and Susan had something that she went off. And, and so for the next two hours, we went through the phone book, trying to find the name of that person or anybody related to him, calling up, trying to find. We finally found his sister told us, gave us the number of his girlfriend, who I think gave us another number that he was at, and we finally tracked him down. Barry and I went over. We got, he met us over there. Barry and I went over. We got the correct slides. We came back, and then Barry went home, and I'm in the lab working. It's about 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night. Susan comes in. And she's been out to dinner, and she's had something to drink. She has her, her uh, Palmer Andrew, who I think was about one at that time, is in, in her arms, and she came back, and she's saying, oh, Palmer, I was so bad. I was so bad. I yelled at them for this. And, and I looked at her, I said, your slides are on your desk. And she said, what? I said, your slides are on your desk. And she went in, and she came back, and she was so grateful. that So we were heroes then. So... What I haven't told you, and so, so in order, you know, you have to really like your boss in order to, to go through that just to get, a, get some slides for her. But what I haven't told you is that it wasn't that we did really like her, but it wasn't that we just liked her. It was that earlier in the day, actually, Jerry Newton had come down from the hall. And, and so next door to our building, they were putting in a new, a new classroom, a new class building. Right? And so they had dug the hole, and then we had one of those rare San Diego rains. It had filled the hole with water. Jerry Newton came down and said, hey, we should have a saline contest. The rule is, all the materials have to come from your lab. So we were building sailboats, sailing them across, and so Jerry built a catamaran. Um, I think somebody else built one out of a wayboat. I, I had discovered a while back, I had discovered that if you fill uh, little microfiche tubes with dry ice and leave them, that the caps will freeze on them and eventually they'll explode, which led to hours of fun. 
So I made a pirate ship with these exploding, my, my idea was that they would explode and they would pro pro propel my ship across the water. Actually, they just exploded and blew the whole thing up. But, and I think Jerry ended up with winning with his catamaran, which was kind of poetic since he was actually a sailor. But anyway, the point is, we, when Susan came back, we felt so guilty because we'd been off sailing boats <laughs> and then gone and got the slides that we felt we had to do, do go the extra mile for. So, but I, th I think that what that illustri story illustrates is something about people in science and that, I mean, not that we waste a lot of time, but I mean, you will remember I was in lab that night still working when she came back, right? <laughs> and in fact, I think it was running the HPLC while we were sailing our boats. But, but the, the thing about people in science is, is I think they're really creative. I think science is, is an outlet for creativity. And I hear, I hear people talk about creative types, and they're talking about musicians, and they're talking about artists. I regard those people as talented people, right? A lot of them are creative as well. But really the difference is that they're talented. Barbara can play the guitar, and Susan can sing better than I can. Right? That doesn't make them more creative than me or the, than anybody else. And so, so I think in, in science, one of the nice things about science is that you get to be creative. And you get the freedom to do what you want. We had the freedom to go out and build our boats. We still came back and did our work, but we had that freedom. And, and really, the time is your own. Right? And, and so you, you, you decide how you're going to spend, best spend your time. And I think it's because scientists really love what they do. Right? And so they don't mind going into the lab and working. And so really how this message came about was Barbara said to me a few months ago, I don't know if you remember, but I just made the offhand comment one Sunday that I had to go back to work. And she said, oh, I'm so sorry. And I thought, that's really weird. First of all, she works every Sunday. Why is she so sorry? But... Also, I didn't regard it as work. I wanted to go back to the lab because I have fun in the lab. Well, we wait to see if this one works. It's the thing about experiments is you never know if they're going to work. There we go. It's going to work. Oh, yep, there it goes. Just keep watching it. So, so what, what I, there, there are a lot of really nice things about science. One is that there's a lot of gratification in it. So... Um, if, for instance, if, if I'm, so, well, let me tell you, tell you what I did yesterday. Yesterday I came back from Baton Rouge, and first thing I did was I, after, well, first thing I did was I went into lab, and I pulled out my plates. And the reason I pulled out my plates was I wanted, to, I was doing some cloning, DNA cloning, not animal cloning, right? I wanted to see if it worked, right? And so the, the first plate I looked at, was screened. The first plate I looked at, it told me my plate, my cloning didn't work. So immediately, terrible depression. The next five told me that the, those five worked. So immediate elation, right? So you get lots of little reward, rewards like that when things, like learning a piece of music, right? When you learn a piece of music, you feel really good. You get that every day in science, right? If something works, you get that every day. Now, if something doesn't work, it's really depressing, but but when it works, like, has that changed color again yet? Oh, 
It's changing. Okay. When it works like that one, it's really nice. Um, and then, then the other thing about science is that you have these aha moments. Right? So who's seen the sixth sense? How many, has anybody seen the sixth sense? Right. At some point during that movie, you realize that Bruce Willis was dead, right? That's the aha moment. Right? It's right, when I was in, in college, actually, I, The World According to Garp came out. And um, John Irving is really good at this. He's really good at foreshadowing, at, at giving clues. And then later on, you, you realize, oh, that was a clue to what really happened, right? You get those aha moments, not all the time, but often enough in science that it makes it really worthwhile, right? And, and uh, Isaac Asimov says that, you know, the most exciting phrase in science isn't eureka. It's, that's funny. And usually it's that's funny precedes the aha moment. And so, for example, right now I'm collaborating with, with Matthew Willard who works, works on Francisella tularensis. And I'm not going to go into the whole story, but basically we, we isolated a protein that's a lot shorter than other proteins. And we thought, that's funny. And it has activity that's different from the normal protein. And we thought, that's funny. And then I was... Take, I was taking a shower the other morning and I realized, wait, this activity actually connects it to this other protein which is responsible for virulence. I thought, aha! That's what's going on. And that's the aha moment. And it's not only, like when you realize during the sixth sense that Bruce Willis is dead, everybody else in the theater realizes that at some point, right? When you do that in science, you might be the only one in the world that has that idea. Now, a postdoc I used to work with said, well, remember, Eric, if you have an idea, remember there are at least three other people in the world that have that exact same idea. And so he might be right. But at least for that moment, you're the only one in the world that has that idea. And that's, I think, the really, really great thing about doing science is that you get these aha moments when you least expect them, right? And, and the other thing is that you're always thinking about it, right? You, you, don't, you don't go home and switch off. You go home and you're thinking about this experiment you did, or you're thinking about what it means, or you're thinking about the next step, right? And that's because you really like it, right? And it's these aha moments that, that are one of the reasons that, that really give, give me that. So this should keep changing colors, but maybe it hasn't. Not all experiments work. <laughs> See if I stir it, it might work. See, yesterday I turned off the stir and it worked, but now maybe I need to stir it. There we go. So this this should cycle through colors and then cycle through them again. It's a, a it's a cycling thing. And by the way, this one was a supersaturated solution of sodium acetate, and so when you add little crystals to it the sodium acetate drops out, it crystallizes out of solution. And that's actually used in, in crystallizing proteins. What, what you'll do is, if you, you're trying to crystallize proteins and you can't get them crystal, so, so you'll get a supersaturated solution, but they won't crystallize. If you take a little cat hair and take some microcrystals, grind them up, dip the cat hair in that, and streak it through the, that protein solution, those proteins will crystallize out. 
it's really cool, but you have to look at it under a microscope so it's not good for big, big rooms.